Welcome to Spirit School. I'm your mentor, Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. In this podcast, I share honestly all I have learned about the mediumship and spiritual development journey. My intention is to normalize these conversations, to make way for a more confident, clear, and connected wave of lightworkers, serving the world of spirit with an open and joyful soul. Welcome again to Spirit School. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Spirit School, another episode of Spirit School. I am so happy to be here. Of course, my name is Danielle, Squamish Medium. I have never felt the need to introduce myself before, to be honest. I don't know if I ever have, actually, but that's kind of what's coming up for me now. So I suspect that there's going to be a lot of new listeners. Just to give a little bit of background before I get into the topic of the day, I'm Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. I am a Swampy Cree First Nations Indigenous woman living in the Coast Salish mountain towns of Squamish, British Columbia, with my two kids and my incredibly skeptical and supportive husband. I have been developing mediumship since 2013. I went public with my practice in 2017. I launched and initiated Spirit School, which is this podcast, as well as an online school and now community in 2018. And I went full-time into my practice supporting people from all over the world in their own intuitive and mediumship development, their business development, and of course, doing readings since 2020, since literally three weeks before the pandemic. So interesting enough, that's how I chose to start. So that must be actually needed out there by my audience, a little bit of a new intro into who you're listening to here. And I really started this podcast in 2018 because... What I experienced in the development path was not what my teachers were talking about. And it's not like they were not talking about it because they weren't aware of it. People weren't talking about some of the things I talk about on this podcast because there's a lot of people who try to discredit this type of work. And so there are spiritual teachers and there are people in the spiritual space who don't feel comfortable or safe being vulnerable about the not so great stuff on the development path. Some of the mindset work that we have to do, a lot of the inner healing that we have to do to be able to fully come into our confidence in this line of work. I really didn't realize until about four years into my development how much I actually needed somebody to talk about this type of stuff. Because I look back at my development path and how painful it was and how lonely I felt. I just kind of felt like putting myself out there to be able to talk about some of the things that come up in the development path. Because the truth is, I didn't see myself doing this as a career early on. I had a great full-time job that I absolutely loved. And so I really didn't have anything to lose. So I was willing to put myself out there to talk about some of these not so great topics when it comes to development, like insecurity, not feeling good enough, not understanding that how mediumship worked for a lot of my teachers didn't actually work for me. So that was really kind of like the premise of why I started Spirit School, the podcast. And of course, that's still my intention to be raw, real, authentic with you guys as you witness and watch me grow into the entrepreneur. And I would say now an international medium that's known in certain parts of the world for sure. And it's kind of neat to have this podcast as almost like this time capsule of growth for me. And I know that my audience 
loves that too, because I get messages on Instagram at Squamish Medium saying like, you know, I listened to some of your old podcasts or I've been listening since the beginning and it's incredible to see your own growth. And I think being able to kind of step into the public and being able to grow and start before you're ready and have people witness you is almost permission slip for others that you can start somewhere and you just never know where this path is going to lead you. Everything that I have today with my online school, my membership, even this podcast, I could not have predicted that it would have gone this well. And I still feel in a lot of ways I am just getting started. So before I get into my topic, which really has been this continuing conversation I've been having in my communities from the July Spirit messages around rest, I also just wanted to share that Spirit School has an incredibly new platform now. Everything that I create in my programs, in my membership, in my workshops, no matter what I am teaching, no matter what I am sharing with the world, community is at the center of absolutely everything. And I really didn't like having my communities hosted on Facebook for a lot of reasons I don't need to get into. Some of them are political. Some of them are just like ethical and integrity. It's an energetic vibe in that place that doesn't align with the spirit school vibe. I also had a lot of my audience, my students asking if I could figure out a way to create community spaces off of Facebook. I have a team of three now. There's four of us in spirit school. If you can believe it, that's how much we have grown. We have spent all year building out this platform and preparing the space for Spirit School listeners. So up until last week, by the time you listen to this, up until last week, the only way to really kind of be in community with me is through my membership because I didn't have like the time or capacity and the desire to host a free Facebook group. I know those are very popular in the business world. They are a must to build some sort of like pipeline to your other offers. And it just never really kind of sat right with me. So my podcast editor, Andrea Concrete and Crystals, who's listening to this and editing this for you guys, she pitched me this new platform and we have been investing, I would say at this point, over 100 hours and months of our time to build out this space to include a free space for Spirit School podcast listeners. I have like 12,000 people on social media between all my social platforms, but I have way more people listening to this podcast than I have on any of my social platforms. And I've been sitting here wondering like, who are all these people? Like, I really want to get to know who my listeners are because I know I have such a loyal and invested listener audience. So just wanting to plug this free community space. If you go to the show notes, there's a link to just join it. There's no strings attached. We've had over 400 people join because I launched the free Spirit School community space with Spirit Guide Week. So going live for five days, teaching different techniques and different philosophies and assignments around building your connection and building your confidence and building a clear channel to your spirit guides. So all that content is still there. If you want to come check it out and do your own Spirit Guide Week and still engage with us, I just want to get to know you guys better. So we open up that space. Feel free to come join it anytime. It is off social media, which I'm very, very excited about. So for those of you who may not be very open about your spiritual interests, it's a little tucked away corner of the internet that has no algorithms attached to it. It's just more of like a safe space to talk about some of your spiritual curiosities. So hopefully we'll see you in spirit school in this new platform. And it is an all-in-one platform. So if you ever did want to invest into the membership or invest into the initiation, my 12-week mediumship foundations experience 
which is happening again in September, you do it all within this one space. It's not a salesy space. And I feel like it's just a place for us to connect in with one another without all the distractions and all the like psychological stuff that goes on on social platforms. So hopefully you'll come and join us. I would love to get to know you better. And it's been a lot of fun opening up the space and seeing how many people are coming into it. So yeah, I'll also pop in the link for the waitlist for the initiation because I only run it once or twice a year. This will be my sixth time running it. I've had hundreds of people go through it. It's very, very affordable. And the waitlist does get a discount. I don't do early bird sales. It's only my membership community and the waitlist that will get first dibs at registering because there's only so many spots to work with me when I went through that as well. And a little bit of a discount before I launch it to the public. So definitely hop on that waitlist if you're interested in that or come to the new Spirit School space. And I can't wait to get started on that again in September. So let's get on to the topic I really wanted to cover today. I have talked about this topic before. There's a podcast episode I did a couple of years ago on this topic. I think it was called Why Taking Breaks is Good. And if you do listen to my podcast regularly and you listen to my July spirit messages, spirit kind of blew my mind a little bit because even what I say to you guys during the spirit messages, I'm almost like receiving more, but I don't quite know how to express some of what I am receiving. And so some of the clarity even comes to me once I stop recording and I have time to kind of like give myself space and integrate some of what came through in these messages. And one of the things that keep coming up for me that I know spirit really needs me to talk about to the collective, to you guys, to the people who are drawn to listen to my podcast is this concept around taking breaks and taking some time to rest. I don't even know where to start with this. This is such a big topic. Now, there have been times through my career, through my development, as well as my external facing career, where I have really been forced into times of rest. I had a nervous breakdown at work in 2018, which is when the podcast started because I would had enough of my old life. I almost died in 2016 carrying my son. I was in neurological critical care for about a month. I couldn't go back to work. I had to take a six-month break from development and doing readings because I felt closer to death than I did to the heavens. <laughs> I went through grief for my first time in 2020, and I had to take a five-month break from doing readings because I didn't know how to connect mediumistically with such a broken heart, and I had to almost redevelop, which I didn't actually need to redevelop. I just needed to find my confidence again when I look back in hindsight. And then there was another time in 2022, early 2022, where spirit was really asking me to experiment with one of these teachings that I teach in the calling my business program around working in seasons. And they're like, I want you to try it. I want you to see what it feels like to spend half the year teaching and then half the year doing readings. And so this is my most recent lesson, which is how come I wanted to talk about this topic, because it's kind of scary taking a big chunk of time off and then stepping back into the arena to do public work. I have, as I just explained, taken a few breaks before and going back into doing the work can be quite scary because again, there are thoughts that come up like, will this still work? Did I go backwards? Did I lose momentum? 
But there's a lot of worries that we have stepping back in. Will I remember what to do? Will this still work the same? I have gone through all of these as well. And early, early, early in my career, which I actually see a lot in my students now, which is awesome. I'm not poo-pooing on anything, not judging anything. This is just the path for a lot of us, not everyone, but a lot of us. But even when we take a couple week break, what tends to happen is we try to build our confidence back up by doing a few practice readings before we go do a paid reading. Again, these are all things that I have also done myself. And in hindsight, longtime listeners will remember in January 2021, Spirit really came through with a strong message around unconditional power not relying on building our own personal power from external validation, from external conditions. That's power on conditions. Spirit was really guiding us through 2021 through the spirit messages on how to build true personal power from the inside out, not the outside in. And I can see those times of really trying to step back into the work as relying on external conditions to make me feel confident again and to make me feel validated that it still works, the break was good, et cetera, et cetera. And it took me a few years and a few breaks to understand that confidence is really on the other side of that action, which is a quote from my public speaking coach, Danielle Benzin, people in my community who got to take her workshop in spring, we'll remember that she talked about this. There's actually not a whole lot that is going to give you confidence. Like you can't manufacture that confidence, that true inner confidence until you're on the other side of the thing. And that is one of the things that I noticed the most about taking breaks and about stepping back into the work is you just kind of got to do the thing and see what happens on the other side of it. And there's a lot of confidence that comes where you're like, oh, wow. And this is one of the big realizations for me, and I've seen it time and time and time and time again, is that whenever I take any type of break from doing readings, and I'm just using readings as the example here, whenever I step back into it, it's like a whole nother level. There's like something that happens in that break, in that space, in that time off, and we're going to call it integration, in that time of integration where things settle into like the cells of my being that propel my development further than continuously doing development in workshops. So early on in my development, and I know some of you will resonate with this, I really kind of hopped from mentor to mentor, teacher to teacher, class to class, workshop to workshop, retreat to retreat, really trying to continue to be immersed within the skill that I have been developing. Of course, we all have gifts of mediumship. We all do. Every person on this planet can connect mediumistically, but it takes years of development to turn them into abilities. So abilities is very different from a gift, right? And I teach this when I talk about charging. How can you charge for your gifts? Like we all have these gifts, but it takes time, investment, financial investment to really feel confident in the ability of mediumship. I used to feel after my big break in 2016, when I was carrying my son, I really didn't know how it was going to work coming back. And I remember having to take those five months off because I just couldn't connect mediumistically. I couldn't get to those vibrations. And I think that my soul was saying, you need to have this human experience, right? Don't worry about the spirituality. You need to have this human experience because that's going to propel you forward in ways that spiritual development can't. So I honored that human experience. And when I did come back into readings, 
they were better than they ever were before and better from my perspective because of course readings and the quality of readings is very subjective what the sitter experiences and what the reader experience are two completely different sessions and they will have two completely different takes on what that session actually was so good and i'm putting this in air quotes is subjective okay so from a reader's perspective when I felt really good about my readings on the other side of a bigger break and taking time to rest and integrate, I didn't realize how much development was actually taking place during those times of rest. More recently, I can tell you that like taking six months off from doing paid readings and doing free group readings, I say free because people are paying for the membership, but you know, demonstrations where I'm not selling to an external audience. In my masterminds, I do mediumship masterminds with six people at one time doing just little connections within there. It's like things started to become so much clearer and more detail started to come through. And I haven't been doing any intentional development work. I have literally just been building the foundations of spirit school for these past six months. And now that's behind me, I'm ready to kind of step back out into the front of my business again and do demonstrations in Squamish. And I'm going to do public ones online. And I opened up my readings the other day for July through my newsletter, and they sold out in an hour. To gain for people who think that taking a break, you will lose that type of momentum. I don't think I've had a DM about, are you doing readings for a couple months now? Like people haven't been banging down my door for them. And I didn't know if they would all sell out. I put up 10 readings for July. I put them up on Instagram. I made a comment and one person booked through Instagram. And then I mentioned it in my newsletter and they were all gone within an hour. So there's more evidence there that I have created for myself that taking six months, almost seven months off from publicly opening up reading sessions, you would think that not building that momentum and not staying on top of it, not constantly talking about it and not constantly being in it, I would have somehow stifled that energy around it. But that's not what happened at all. It's like almost like people were like waiting for it. And I'm, I feel so confident going into these next set of sessions because of this time I've given myself to rest around this area of my spirituality. So these are just kind of like lived examples that I personally have that there is something that happens in those times of rest that there's deeper development taking place than constantly showing up and almost like forcing myself to stay in the craft. I see this in my membership a lot. There's a lot of people who like stay in the membership because they get grandfathered into the rate that they sign up at. So I still have people who are paying like $77 Canadian to be in the membership, whereas other people are paying a bit more than that, almost double that. So a lot of people do choose to stay in even when they are taking those times of rest. And I know the mindset that happens during those times of rest, but they always come back a bit nervous. Like I haven't been connecting for a little while, da, 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 and then they hop back into the sessions and it's almost like there's like a newfound love for it. There's a new level of spiritual maturity that happens. And they step back into it with more confidence. And you can't quite put a finger on what that shift was or what that light switch was that kind of went off. But it's how it happens. And this is exactly why Spirit gifted me the name of the initiation for my 12-week mediumship foundations experience. Because that's exactly what this path is. I always say like you develop and at certain times you will be pulled away from this path from your human experience, but finding yourself back in it is the initiation process. You are being initiated into 
this world into the mediumship development world. Oh, my ears are ringing just as I'm talking about this. You are being initiated when you bring yourself back into this work. That is the initiation because we will all go through times in our path that we will be pulled away from life forces of things that we have signed up to experience in this human experience. I talked about bypassing and like people keep trying to ascend to different realms and skipping through the human experience that we obviously signed up to come here to experience. And sometimes this life experience will pull us away from our spiritual path, right? We have to kind of honor those. Something I teach in my communities and in my spaces is like riding the flows and honoring the ebbs. Because what I see happening is people will ride those flows and then try to force a flow in those times of ebbs. But when we are asked to be in that ebb, I say, honor that ebb, sink back into the experience of slowness, sink back into the space where things are not being propelled forward and not see those times as times of being punished or times of losing momentum or falling backwards per se, but just seeing them as like invitations from your own soul and invitations from your spirit team to rest a little bit, integrate a little bit to just kind of like let things settle. This is an arbitrary number I'm about to throw out, but I feel like if we continue to overstimulate our minds and overstimulate our experience with more experiences, we're really only absorbing like 20% of the content that we're actually dedicating our time and energy towards consuming. But if we can take a workshop, take a course, like sit within a container and then take the same amount of time before hopping into the next thing to just settle into it and rest, I feel like we will actually have about 80% of that knowledge that stays with us. I'm sure that there's science around this and I'm sure that there's people doing big research around this, but these are just kind of like the arbitrary numbers I see in my kind of sentience experience around this. And so if, if you're in that flow state, just ride it, just ride it, ride it, ride it, and know that there's an ebb coming, but do not fear that ebb. Melt into it. Be one with it. There's a great quote by Sean Ginwright, who does incredible writings and literature. Brene Brown had him on her podcast not too long ago, and he does a lot of work around social justice, but that like bigger visioning around social justice. So not just like, let's fix the immediate stuff that's coming up in our society, but let's not think so small. Let's think bigger. What is like the most optimal society that we could all thrive in? Let's dream bigger. And he talks about rest as being privilege, right? Rest is privilege. And I can see that because the way that our society is set up right now, especially for those of us in the Western world, it's a hustle. It's a go, 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 go mentality. It's like nonstop. I feel like people are trying to keep us so busy so we don't think for ourselves. And so we don't say, hey, how is this fair? How is it fair that I'm spending more waking hours in my workplace and getting to work and coming home from work that I'm actually not engaged with my family and I'm not building my chosen family and I'm not building these connections with other people because we know that community and being in community actually drives the happiness meter up. There are countries who invest money in trying to increase the levels of happiness as a nation. There's a great documentary on Netflix called Happy. Highly recommend you watch it. This is where I'm citing a lot of this from. It's a couple of years old now. But if we know that being in community is the key to happiness and the key to long life, why is our society and our structure not set up like that? So 
what came out in the July spirit messages was how one of the greatest resistances to the society downfall that we find ourselves in right now is actually rest and peace. We feel that the only way to make change is to fight with fight. But I get the sense from the world of spirit and what they keep bringing through me. And this comes up in all my conversations and all my spirit messages. I do weekly spirit messages in my membership, the collective, and this keeps coming up that the greatest resistance to the change that we actually need is in rest. It's in those ebb states. And it makes sense because if we look at the work of Sean Jinright, I highly recommend you look up his body of work. If you have any interest in societal change and social justice at all, look into his work. But can we create our own sense of privilege when it comes to rest? What came up in last week's spirit messages for my collective was an assignment from the world of spirit. Can you make your last hour of your day a time of rest? Can you turn off your screens? Can you disengage from social platforms, from Netflix, from anything on TV? And can you just sit in your slumber space wherever you sleep and do nothing? Can you just ask your spirit, your soul, what do I need in this moment? Can you maybe allow yourself to pick up a book or a journal? Or can you just sit there and be a visionary? Because by keeping so dang busy, and this is in our society world, this is how we make money. This is capitalism. This is how our society is set up to keep us busy. But what's happening is we're carrying this framework and we're carrying this way of being over into our spiritual development as well. And I see that too. I always wondered why I only launched the initiation once or twice a year. I could literally make a million dollars a year launching it consistently. But that doesn't feel good to me. I like spaciousness. I like rest. I like time off. I don't want to work 10 hours a day. I've done that lifestyle. It wasn't the best. So sometimes it takes people in leadership positions to model what slow and steady looks like. And I feel like that's a lot of the content I create for this podcast as well. I'm very open. I'm nine years into my development journey. I still feel like a baby. I still don't think I have quite made it and I'm not in any kind of hurry to make it. But I see this same line of consciousness, the same way of being in the real world, this busyness, stay busy, keep going. You're not making progress unless you're moving. It's like busy little bees, that movie, the bee movie, go watch that. It's a good example of how I kind of see happening in the real world. And you need to kind of Assess for yourself, am I doing this over my spiritual space? Am I trying to rush things? Am I carrying over the mentality that you need to keep busy and you need to keep moving and you need to keep in it to be able to be successful in it? Because that is not the case. I am a living, walking example of somebody who has taken four huge times of rest in my career. And my career has done nothing but move up, a slow and steady up. I didn't see that quick success that I've seen some of my peers get, which, you know, I think I wouldn't have handled that very well anyways, but I am somebody who has taken great times of rest and stepped away from my development and I've seen nothing but an upwards incline. Of course, all of our lived experiences will be very, very different, but I ask you to experiment in it. I ask you to honor some of these breaks in your path. I ask you to honor the times of rest. I ask you to see rest. And see time and space of not doing just for a little bit 
as exactly what we need to get the inspirations from the spirit world and from our own higher consciousness and from our own souls on where we go next as a society. I haven't lived for very long. You know, I'm going to be 40 in a month. So I'm almost at my midlife, I would say. God willing, I'm able to kind of live to 80 plus. I have never felt this before that I feel that in my lifetime, we are going to see big societal change. And there is a reason why we chose to come here during this time in our locations as the people that we are to be part of this really big change. And I'm trying to say this from the most grounded perspective possible. You'll notice I don't talk 5D. I don't talk about dimensions. I am a teacher for the everyday person. There's nothing fancy to see here. I am literally trying to explain this in the most grounded and practical way possible. But we have people in both extremes of our society right now. We need people in that middle road. We need people in this grounded perspective. We need people in the state of visioning what our future is as a collective. And I feel like there is more power to the peace. I feel like there is more power to this visioning. But we need to give ourselves space to be visioning. And I don't mean schedule it into your calendar on your lunch break. I mean, how can we create an atmosphere, an ecosystem within our own life, within our own space that we choose to live in, our homes, our businesses, whatever? How do we create a pattern and a way of being that allows space for constant visioning? Because it's not like we need this visioning and then we move on to the next thing. This is something that we need to dedicate the rest of our life to and incorporate into our spiritual practice. And I feel that that's why we see rest as a privilege. And that's why it's only accessible to certain people who have a certain lifestyle. And I am one of those. I am never hesitant to acknowledge my privilege as a white passing Indigenous woman who, you know, I consider myself to be quite well off now. It wasn't always like that for me, but it is now. And so I do have the privilege and the financial freedom and the space to be able to be that visionary and have that space to be able to do that. But I do get the sense that we can create this privilege in the most simple of way, all walks of life. Take an hour, take the last hour of your day to just be one with yourself, to give yourself a bit of rest. Because I just feel if, that, if a lot of us do this, we are showing society kind of like what resistance is. And we still need those people out there angry. And we still need those people out there, you know, protesting. We need those voices. We need that energy. And we need the polar opposite as well, because this is what is shaking up what we've let slide for too long. And then we need people who I think are you who are listening to this to be those visionaries for what is to come. Because, yeah, we're not going to be on this planet very long, but our children are. And our children's children are. So don't fear the rest. Don't fear the ebbs. Don't fear taking time and space away from being in the development world to allowing yourself to integrate a little bit. Do not carry over how they have told us to live in our society and translate that over into the spiritual space. We get to do things differently here and we get to make up what works for us. What works for me is not going to work for everybody. I get that there's so much intersectionality that comes into the spiritual space that I'm still trying to learn and figure out about as well. So I can incorporate a lot of that into my teachings. 
But I do get the feeling that those that will be drawn to listen to this will be able to carve out a bit of time every single day to rest. And that's just it. And funny enough, this came through yesterday. Okay. This came through yesterday in my spirit messages in my collective because I do them weekly there. And no joke, this is how spirit communicates to me. I pull out the Gospel of Mary Magdalene by Jean Yves Leloup. I'm sure I'm butchering that. And I read the book for an hour last night because I'm doing exactly what I tell my audience to do. I'm literally living the medicine that is shared through me. And sure enough, one of the whole pages there talks about days of rest, the Sabbath, but not just days of rest. They say you need to incorporate rest every day. Okay. And this is how come it's coming up in this podcast episode too, because spirit keeps bringing it to me. This is how important this is. So if whenever you lean into rest, whenever you lean into the ebb, whenever you lean into, I think I want to take a step back for a second and just be a human for a second. What's coming up for me as a resistance? What are those stories? And then look if there's any parallels into the way that we're told to live as a society. And if there is, the resistance and the change is going to be in the rest. Okay? So I feel like that is a good place for me to end. Obviously, I'm very passionate about this topic. Obviously, I love you guys enough that... I just feel like sharing some of these more kind of like intimate moments on my path as well. You know, if you want to come into the spirit school space to discuss this podcast episode and like share your own thoughts and your own philosophies around this, I created a space that is free, no strings attached. Check out the links in the bio. Hopefully we'll see you in spirit school and we can enjoy some of these conversations. I'll see you on the next episode. Did you know that Spirit School is not just a podcast? It's an actual school. If you go to myspiritschool.com, you can invest in self-study courses, live programs, and of course, the Spirit School Collective, my baby, my monthly membership community. All Spirit School offerings are intended to get you feeling clear, confident, and connected to your spiritual path, your development journey, and of course, connected to other spiritual curious souls who are having similar experiences to you. I hope to see you in Spirit School.